presents Tales from the Rave. <laughs> Sorry, there is no one here to take your call at Tales from the Rave right now. Please leave a message after the tone. First new message from Tiferes. So I used to go to all the raves on the M25. I used to live down south in Maidenhead, and I started going to all of those. I went to all the Back to Futures, all of the, the sunrise parties, all that kind of stuff, where they went from having like a few hundred people at them to sometimes getting 10,000 people at them. And I went to all of those parties, but when I very first started going, the first time that I went was the first time I thought, I'd like to be a DJ. So how did it work back then? Because obviously no one had mobile phones, was it all uh, Well, people had one mobile phone, you know, the, yeah, just, just one mobile phone, and you used to have to go to a phone box, phone that mobile phone, and then meet them at a service station. They'd say, right, we're going to be at this service station. Everybody would meet there on, en masse. There'd be like thousands of people in cars you know, hanging out of the cars, out of the sunroofs, all the rest of it, stereos on. And then we'd all set off and converge on a warehouse, disused buildings. They did a couple that were on airfields, that kind of stuff. And I can just remember going there and there used to be people like Carl Cox playing. This is when he very first started off. Paul Oakenfold and Trevor Fung and Adamski used to play live. Oh, these, yeah. Do your kneecaps in, Jay? That's an kneecaps, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it weren't kneecaps, but that's another folk story that our, my ankles were, uh, my legs were broken by gangsters. And that isn't the truth. We were actually sticking fly posters up on the side of a bingo hall. And me being me, I climbed up this side of this building and the ledge was stood and collapsed. <laughs> I'm on the floor, I tried to get up and I just collapsed in a heap. Colin had this big Mercedes Sprint van. I jumped in there, and then Colin has a great idea to put Mr. Freeze ice pops on my ankles. The pain was incredible. I nearly went through the windscreen, so he just took me straight to the Collierst Hospital. And when we got there, I was full of wallpaper paste. I had hair down on my waist at that time. Probably looked a bit scruffy, you know, because I had my rough clothes on because we were postering. And the nurses were being a bit funny, and they said to me, Excuse me, Mr. Weird, do you know that the injury you've got is a burglar's injury from jumping out of windows? Because when I'd fallen off the thing, I'd like smashed my legs in and went, yeah, but I'm, I'm not a burglar. <laughs> so they, they actually left me on a trolley just with some gas and air, and I had to wait for God knows how many hours before they admitted me, but the hospital porter kept going past and having a, a whiff of the gas and air every time. He had more of the gas and air than I did. <laughs> New message Mark Hatfield Rhythm Quest closer to all your dreams. Quadrant Power was amazing. It was phenomenal. It was like an aircraft hangar. It was that size. It was huge. There used to be a club at the front of it. Then at 12 o'clock, they would open these turnstiles and people would just pay the money and get their way through into Quadrant Park. We arrived to set up one night and you could see it all lit up first. And it was like the floor was just full of cans from the previous night. It was just a bit of a mess. Everybody started parrying and they dropped those lights down. It became just pitch black. There wasn't a light in the place. And then the music kicked in. Place just erupted. It was ridiculous. You had like, I don't know, I think it's about three, three and a half thousand mad scousers and northerners just absolutely tearing it up. It had a dark element. 
like a few clubs. Once that music kicked in, everybody was just in it together. And I remember I was on stage, we played a gig, which it was phenomenal. I came off and um, I met Bizarre Inc. that night for the first time. They were DJing. They were so welcoming. Everyone there was so welcoming. As long as that room was dark and the lights were sort of flashing, that place was like paradise. It was amazing. House music at the kitchen, middle of Cume. It was a recording studio, it was two flats, to the top block of flats. The guy, Jamie, who owned it, his mum, who was a magistrate, had a flat next door. One day I came back round, he had a, a pneumatic drill that he got from HSS High Shop opposite the Hacienda, and he was drilling the walls, these big, thick, nine-inch thick concrete walls. He was drilling them, so I'm like, what on earth are you doing? He's like, I'm going to make a recording studio. This bit here, and he pointed to this area, he said, that's going to be the window so we can see through to the person singing and we're going to have a door here so we can walk through and she can record the vocals we had this big process we had all these rocks obviously because we you know we removed quite a lot of rubble and we moved it into one of the spare side rooms my little brother dom he was a graffiti artist at the time he came up and sprayed the whole room with voluminous paint and made it the rock room or the moon room so we had this uv light in there so it looked quite trippy we decided to have a, a party. We put a sheet over one side of this hole in the wall and a project on the other side and showed movies for it. We had a party and it just, it was it was crazy. Three days later, I think that was, that must have been the Friday and a few days later, it was a Wednesday night, there was a knock on the door, like 400 people at the door and it all come from a hot night at Hacienda and they're like, hey, there's a party here. So we're like, uh, yes, we got the speakers out again. That was it. And then uh, Wednesday, Friday and Saturday, we just had mental parties. Parties, absolutely mental parties. Fifth new message, Brandon Block. Cool space to reach, that was like, you know, so for me, one of those American early, early garage tracks, which just... See, the thing about it is, what I've found out now is, since I've been doing the work I've been doing, I'm on this journey sort of thing, is that I actually listen to the records now, the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, I heard music before, and when we were out clubbing, I used to hear the records. You'd hear piano riffs, yeah, you'd hear sure. like a breakdowns and that, and you'd, it would resonate. But now when you hear the words, you know, and, and it's all about love. It's all yeah. about, you know, every pretty much every, you know, decent house record is all got li love lyrics in it, or it's, they're, they're preaching. Yeah. It's, it's a spiritual enlightenment thing. So reaching back in the day was, it was you know, it's like reaching that higher ground. Yeah. You gotta keep reaching, so stop. So, yeah, lovely record. Great memories of that as well. There may come times in your life when things don't seem to go so right. Don't worry, the sun is gonna shine one day. People all over the world, lift your heads up high and keep on trying. It's gonna be alright. Someday.
about this is it keep pressing Cause your time will come One day mm, Sometimes when you're down And there's no one else around I hear you crying There will be no more tears Someday Just believe in what you do And your dreams will come true Tales from the 